If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that if you want more out of life, there is another way. What if there was a way you didn't know about? Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, getting the same results, you're in, you're out. You don't have a supportive environment. People aren't encouraging you to live your dream. Or you're tired of not living into your gifts. You're doing something that's unfulfilling, but you want a life that excites you. I know I can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody from my team that's going to help you understand the strategies and tactics of success. Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and we're going to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and let's get started today. I have a very interesting individual that kind of breaks the mold when it comes to physicians, at least from what I have experienced. They're usually fantastic at their craft, but not necessarily able to cross-pollinate that over into business. Dr. Eric George grew up in Huntington, West Virginia, and graduated from Marshall University with a double major in chemistry and political science. He went on to uh, become a hand doctor and is, um, is also a huge business person. He has studied all over and has this voracious appetite for learning, and he's gone on to create a company called ERG Enterprises, a venture investment firm based in New Orleans. And in its early years, ERG made investments in healthcare facilities. That changed in 2009 when he partnered with the Burger Company to purchase the Windsor Court Hotel in New Orleans. While the hotel was owned by London-based Orient Express Hotels at the time, the transaction would return the luxury hotel to local ownership. What he's done in the field of business and with his clients is evident of the theme of we versus me. And he's written a book on that that you'll hear about. And I really invite you to lean into this conversation because it's such a beautiful story of somebody who is passionately curious and wants to make a dent in the universe. So please join me in this wonderful conversation with Dr. Eric George. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Eric George. It's a thrill to have you here and an honor. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about the opportunity, especially to be on the Rock Thomas movement. That's awesome. So I did my best to explain, you know, the successes and experiences you've had in the introduction, but I think maybe it would be worthy to take people down your personal, you know, your childhood a little bit, a brief visit, what you did. You obviously did a lot of formal education and now you've become this, this you know, entrepreneur and uh, a leader and an impactor. So tell us a little bit the story and then we'll get into some of the stuff you're currently working on and how you got there. Sure. Um, well, I grew up in West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, it was, uh, I had four brothers and our family, I won't say we struggled, but things were pretty tight with four brothers and uh, all, all, you know, putting change in our cars to keep the gas modified. And I think we all did those things, paper routes and sold go-karts and anything we could do to hustle. Um, 
It's a tough time because coal was dying in West Virginia and there weren't a lot of opportunities. So my father pushed us really hard towards education. So as I, as I decided early on, I thought, well, what professions would be a good steady income because I didn't want to have to always be looking for the next profitable margin. And I thought medicine would be a good choice for me. I knew I didn't want to do a lot of the law or the rigors of fighting. I liked people and I thought it, could, it would really help. So I, I, I really grew up knowing that I liked people and caring for people. I liked the intellectual rigor, you know, the rigors of medicine and becoming a physician with a passion for business, I thought would kind of separate me from my classmates during the business school stuff or work. That's really cool. So the combination of liking people, liking the rigors of education, that's perfect for somebody who needs to spend long hours studying. And today you are, how much of your time do you spend as an entrepreneur running your businesses versus as, as a physician? Well, you know, that's the real trick. And that's when I started off, I wanted to continue to practice because as we talk more about my life, I've learned that that connection with my patients and staying communicating with them is what gives me that next step and gives me a lot more of the opportunities. So what's worked for me, Rock, is that I have really embraced having people around me that I can empower because the rigors of patient care require a lot more time, you know, on one-on-one. -on -one. It's not scalable. You know, if you're gonna see three or 400 patients in a week, there's no way to do that with someone else doing it for you, you know, where, so what I've been able to do, fortunately, or hopefully is surround myself with some really smart people and people who I, who I hope I can empower to be an owner with me. And they've really uh, helped to grow my success on the business side. So your practice, you're a hand doctor. Yes. Yes, sir. And, and, and so you, do you literally see three, 400 patients a week? I do. And, and it's really fascinating. I'll tell you, the reason why I picked hand, and I think you would love this, and I hope your audience would, is, you know, as I went through my choices in residency, I realized that if you're an OBGYN, you deliver babies. If you're a pediatrician, you see children. If you're a, you know, no matter what your profession is, you narrow it down. But when you're right. a hand surgeon, you see every single walk of life. So in every given day, today, I think I have 66 or 67 patients. And the way I do it is, we set up sets of rooms. Each visit is maybe five to seven, maybe 10 minutes. Um, and you see a child and then you see a bank president and then you see a little lady with rheumatoid arthritis and then you see a construction worker. And so every single day is a slice of life. Mm. And it, it really, if you like people, they're quick interactions, but they're really great relationships. And, and it's kind of helped me to, to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on out there. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I started a mastermind group and I find that the cross pollination of all the different industries, it really gives you a feel for what's happening out there in the world. So in five or seven minutes, you're going deep with people right away about what's going on with them physically, but you also get a feel for their background and what's going on as well. So it's kind of entertaining also. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, if you're talking about your M1 whole life millionaires, I think it's fantastic. And I know what you've done there. I think it's amazing because of that collective wisdom of all those people together. I try to follow your model a little bit. And 
What's really neat though is, you know, if you talk to the guy that's, that's, you know, working on the fishing docks, he may say, you know, doc, things aren't coming in as they used to be, or we can't seem to handle the oysters that are coming and I hurt my hand doing this. And then you go in the next room and the oil and gas guy from Shell says, well, we're still drilling, but we're really short on blank. And then you talk to the banker and he says, wow, this COVID's really been tough on the banks. And so you start off your conversation with that personal connection Hopefully, medicine and business, in my opinion, are very similar and it's a partnership. You know, I want to try to get them well. They have to participate to get better. And I find that business is very similar to that. It's partnerships, whether it's with your own group or with whoever you're working with. And you both have that same common interest. Let's make this successful. Now, you and I are probably of a similar generation, but for those people that can't see you and only listening to you, I sense this intense curiosity for life. <laughs> well, 100%. You know, I, I will tell you that I, I'd like to think, and I hope I am, that I'm always, every day, trying to listen and learn. And, and if, you know, what was it they once told us in medical school? You can never learn anything when you're talking. So <laughs> I think that was a professor who didn't want us to make too much noise in his classroom. But the bottom line is, I really do think that anybody that, that is looking for the next step or trying to jump into the waters that doesn't have fear would agree with you and me that that's, that's what it's all about is learning. Yeah. And, and that's been exciting for me. Well, the litmus test for me when I work with people is a work ethic and passionate curiosity. And I say to them, if you have those two things, our systems and models will enable you to become the type of person that you will appreciate later in your life, a whole life millionaire, somebody who has not given up their health or their wealth, or their, I should say their health or their relationships to create the wealth in their life, which is sadly what a lot of people do. I, I could not agree more, right? I mean, they really do. And I think that, you know, one of my one of my comments about that, and I know you've talked about it at, at length, is that too often people pour themselves into work and neglect family, or they neglect opportunities because they taught you can only be a specialist. You know, abundance, as you've described, comes from embracing the power of the human connection. Yeah. And for me, it is that it's about we and I found that the me mentality doesn't work in my life at all. So tell us a little bit about what your world looks like now, your staff, your team, your enterprises. Give people a snapshot of what we is. How big is we and what, is, what do you love about we? Well, you know, fortunately, you know, I, I, I will tell you now, I'm the CEO of ERG Enterprise. It's an investment and it's an operating company. We have a lot of our own assets. We invest in a lot of assets and our, you know, the net worth of that company now, including all of our assets is over a billion dollars. We have some really cool projects. One is, for example, we're invested in a company called PharmaJet. It's a, need, a needless vacation, I mean, vaccination technology. Mm. So especially with COVID, this is a new airflow. It's called PharmaJet. It's needless vaccination technology. We're invested in like, I'll give you some examples like Modern Teacher. And it's improving the K-1 to 12 education by really empowering students to drive the learning experience instead of the teacher always driving the learning experience. 
we have entertainment venues. We own a theater here in New Orleans that has brings a world-class experience to a local stage in New Orleans. We have hospitality and we're developing hospitality. But I currently have some really great people around me. And, and Rock, as you know, if you don't have those aces, it's really tough to do it as a one-man show. And, you know, we try to, you know, we hire slow and fire fast because we know pretty quick when it's not going to work. And we kind of know right off if somebody wants to be part of the team. You know, one other thing I might say that's worked well for me that may help your audience is that, is that, you know, I really want the people that work for me to feel like it's their project. And when you really make them feel that and that it really is their project, you don't need to do all that discipline and, oh, why didn't you do this? Or why did you leave early? Things fail, they feel terrible about it. And it's usually you saying, hey, this happens. We've all hit bumpy roads, right? Yeah, yeah, very good. There's this, there's this incredible sense of inclusion. Meant. What are some of the people or books you read that, you know, I, I think when I, I look at you of how to win friends and influence people, you might have absorbed something like that. What, what else have you absorbed that you've used? And you said, that's a way that I think is an elegant way to be a leader. You know, I like, I read a great book. I thought that David Metzler wrote called Connected to Goodness. And, you know, I, I think he follows your philosophy as well and speaks to the philosophy that business about is really more about than just making money. You can create a very successful company that changes people's lives for the better, but also your journey is more than just how many widgets you can accumulate. It's more about, you know, what makes you fulfilled and, you know, having a successful rowing mission with all your team is there's nothing, no better feeling in the world than that. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this desire to be connected is what drives the human spirit and sadly, when people go and shoot up schools and things like that, you can trace it back to that, that individual did not feel connected. That's right. I, I really agree. And I think 100% with that. And, you know, some of those people are just lost and some of those people don't want to take the jump. And I tell you, I think that if people are willing to, to, to try to endeavor themselves, you know, to succeed, your desire to win has to be bigger than your fear of failure, <laughs> right? Yeah, 100%. So, so tell me a little bit about, because um, I, I work a lot with uh, lawyers, doctors, chiropractors, and honestly, most of them are very good at their craft, but they're terrible business people. I could not agree more. Right. You, you know, I'll tell you that I think part of it is part of your education early on, particularly as a surgeon, you're taught you may never be right, but you can never be wrong. So you have to make this decision. You might not always be right, but you're never wrong. You have to make this definitive decision. You're at the top of your educational leap and you think to yourself, well, because I'm at the top of this, I'm at the top of everything else. I will tell you my hardest business problems that I faced were with physicians. And that is because they're not open minded and willing to listen to people around them. And for me, I learned early on that there are people who are better at what you do 
that's who you want around you not not you are the smartest guy in the room you know and and particularly you know guys like with your experience who've been with m1 on whole life millionaires i mean you've got a collection of people who have all made it in different ways with different with different coming at the same problem but a different angle that's what makes you a better person don't you think yeah 100 percent. it's the spirit of the mastermind that napoleon hill talked about in thinking grow rich that we've manufactured there the collective minds that go together are like a bunch of logs on a fire that burn yeah, that. right much stronger yeah. than that one log that may have a one side that's not catching fire but together they unite and they do so beautiful that's what beautiful. what what you know, you're four boys you grow up you, you you come out of a time when things are a little bit scarce and you decide i'm going to become this this you know, incredible doctor, and then you emerge into, when did the business part come out? When did you start your enterprise? Yeah, well, thank you. You know, here's what happened. I I wanted, I started off, and this may be good advice for your people, I, I hope, you know, I wanted early in my career to be the best in my profession. I thought that that would help build a foundation for future growth, money, and connections. So in other words, I started off, I said, okay, I'm going to be a doctor and I want to be a good one. So I want to really train in some of the best places. I ended up doing a hand fellowship with the Mayo Clinic in Arizona. I trained in Michigan. I traveled. I wasn't afraid to do any of the places that I thought I'm boarded in plastic and reconstructive surgery. I did general surgery. So I really wanted to focus on that. And then the thing that moved me into it was there was a hospital that was available in the area. And it just dawned on me that I couldn't get done what I wanted to have done through a hospital system because of the bureaucracy. So I thought, you know what, what if I put together a, a hospital with a group of other physicians and we ran that model the way we want it for people and for patients and for doctors. And that kind of pushed me in to the business and it was called Omega Hospital and Omega really taught me how to deal with the business side of things. But Rock, what it also did is it helped me to realize I cannot be a practicing physician and be run, and run a hospital without good health. And yes. then things kind of rolled from there. So just briefly, what kind of things do you do to attract good health? What's the culture? What are the values that you look for? Here's number one, and I think you already alluded to it. The very first thing I assess is how open-minded they are. And, you know, I, I said in a course one time in business school, and this may throw some of the NBA people and get very mad at me, but I totally disagree with this adage that says, don't, you know, you must stay within your knowledge base. You are a hand surgeon, so you can only invest in things that have to do with the hand. And I totally disagree with that. I don't stay within my knowledge base. I believe we all have an in, innate intelligence to learn any new discipline. You just need to, to, you just need people to teach you who are experts, who you can trust, and you can work through anything. I mean, some of the most incredible companies. I mean, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is made up of Netflix and NetJets and airplanes. And, and so, you know, he's an insurance broker. So I think that really 
is a key. So when I interview someone, the first thing I say is, tell me about your ability to accept other things. To, so finding the right talent who can help you grow is really important. I look for trustworthiness, self-starters. I don't do well with people who I have to say, okay, today your assignment is blank. You know, I want them to make decisions. I like to keep them accountable for the results and I try to stay closely involved. But when you experience success, I like the kind of people who will share it with others and don't really flaunt it. And I found that really makes for a really good feeling about a place, you know? And so people celebrate with you instead of against you when you share it with everyone. You know, I think there's two types of people, people that are working on their resume and people that are working on their eulogy. <laughs> Love that, yes. <laughs> and I, I get the feeling that you're working on your eulogy, which, uh, which I honor and respect. So, um, what what now at this stage of your life you've created so much what are you excited about now well you know i i, I will tell you you know I, I i was excited about an opportunity to um share my thoughts and i put together a little book and it's called we ditch the me mindset and change the world and and it's really a very easy read it's about my life philosophy that has allowed me to live more an abundant life and, and it's really just tells some stories about how I've met patients who've offered me unique opportunities to do things. Um, I'm, I'm always excited about the opportunities to work with new ventures, new startups, new, new people. I, I would like to make another comment. I went with the Gallup company and we learned that everybody wants these startups that are going to go to the moon. You put in X amount of money and it's going to go a thousand to one. Yeah, the next rocket ship. And what we really learned is the best businesses are those ones stuck in that two to $10 million range. You know, the guy who knows his business cold, who makes, you know, bags or makes um, widgets or makes something that he's very consistently doing. And those are the kind of businesses we like. The ones that are hard workers, that people know their, uh, you know, their target audience, people who just need a little push to get to that next level. And so we love to look and see if we can help or invest in those kind of projects. That's really cool. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you that maybe is in that realm, what's a great way for them to do that? Thank you very much. Well, you know, they can, you know, they can reach me um, at Instagram. That's at Eric George MD on Instagram. LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, search for Eric George MD. And then of course we have a website and we're always open to opportunities. The website is ergenterprises.net. Okay, and we'll conclude all those in the show notes so people will be able to locate them easily and be Thank in the you. influence of, uh, of we. And I, I love that mindset. And I really do appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your insights. And it's so fun and exciting to have somebody that, you know, is, is a professional in one arena, but it's been able to cross-pollinate into business and do that. Such a great role model. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Eric George. You're quite welcome. And, and Rock, before I go, I'd like to really pay you a compliment. I, I, I've listened to you for a long time. 
I think your M1 whole life millionaires is incredible. And what means so much to me when I listen to you is how you've been able to help people to see that abundance is not necessarily dollars, but abundant life is really everything. Your family, your, your, the, who you are, what you want to be and how you're going to maybe make a dent in the universe and you've done a lot for people. And it warms my heart to hear you. So thank you for letting me be part of your network. Well, thank you. Very gracious, very, very elegant. And it's no wonder that you've attracted a lot of, you know, beautiful people around you with, uh, with the way that you see the world. It's very evident. So thank you so much. And for those of you that are listening, you may want to go back and listen to this again, because there's some nuggets and gems in there that um, Dr. Eric George dropped that for him are, you know, just falling off of his tongue, but for most of us worth listening to again. So thanks again. We'll see you next show. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.